Welcome to Cosmopolitan's The Buzz podcast. I'm your host, Cosmo's youth and entertainment editor, Mel Evans. And today I'm joined by Cassidy Lone, our beauty and lifestyle editor. Hi. And Denny Todorovic. Very good. Yes, I was practicing. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Cosmo's style editor. Hello. <laughs> and today we will be talking about dating like a guy. Should straight girls date more like gay guys? Which is why we have Denny here today. Resident gay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just kick it off with the, the question on everyone's mind. Sure. How can we all date more like gay guys? Do you guys have it sorted out and we need to <laughs> figure out what we're getting I don't we have board? it sorted out. But I would definitely say that the way that gay men date is quite different to straight relationships, definitely. Um, largely due to the fact that I think, like, it really just comes down to like very old school kind of animalistic qualities in that you've got two men so like double the testosterone <laughs> double the hormones all of that shit all that fun Are we stuff to swear in this? you can yeah. swear um so yeah so i the way i see it is kind of like if you think about the guys that you went to school with and you've got like you know a class of all these jocks who are just like hey you're hot here's my number blah blah, blah. basically it's like imagine if they were doing that to each other it's just like that's <laughs> essentially what it is it's just Especially if you have a more confident... You know, there are obviously different types of gay men and the way that they date is different. But if you have that confident gay guy who, like, thinks he's it in a bit, he <laughs> is just going to be, like, hounding everyone on the, like, apps, everyone in the clubs, and he's just, like, very a very confident dater. And I just... I also feel like gay guys have less inhibitions about hooking up in general because it's less... They put less pressure on, like... Um, a kind of a relationship or anything like that because it's literally just like, yeah, it's a Saturday night. I'm at a club. That guy's hot. I'm gonna like go kiss him and maybe take him home and give him a blowjob. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's kind I, of that simple. Yeah. I have a friend who hooked up with a guy once. They met in a club, and all that was said between them was looking. Oh God. One word. <laughs> yeah. One word. That's Can amazing. you imagine if I walked up to a guy looking, looking for what? What? Yeah, right. What's going on? And I think we can learn something there because as girls, you're so concerned about, oh, I don't want to be a slut. I don't yeah. want like mm-hmm. to have slept with too many people. And like at the end of the day, that's society putting that on us mm. and we should feel comfortable to sleep with as many people as we want. And that's something we can learn from gay men, I think. Totally. Yeah. Totes. Totes my goats. Mm-hmm. So when you are approaching dating, mm-hmm. so you, you know, Say you got about out of a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. however long ago. Yeah. Did you jump straight back into dating? Because I feel like with straight girls, we yeah. always think like, oh, got to give it some time. Yeah. Um, look, I think generally the um, very stereotypically in gay rela- in gay men, you kind of gay men love to jump from one relationship into the other. Um, I came out of my relationship almost a year ago now, and. I was very cautious of rushing into things because it's just kind of that classic case of you're essentially just putting a band-aid on you and it's get, it's going to rip off. Those band-aid relationships never last. Mm. Um, so I was I approached with slightly more caution. In saying that, um, maybe like two weeks, two weeks or three weeks after after the breakup. Ah, oh, I'm actually going to say this out loud. Um, <laughs> I went home to Geelong for Christmas. Oh, no, it was... Okay, I'm lying now. It was, like, two months after the breakup because it was two months after before Christmas. Um, I went home and I had met 
I bumped into a guy who I went to school with and had a really good re- like I had already known him so there was like no element of fear mm. so he then I, I very comfortably hooked up with him because there was like no element of fear there but then as soon as I came back to Sydney that spurred me to like let's jump on Tinder let's jump on Grindr and let's just like make it happen and then I was very actively just like messaging guys but it, yeah I allowed myself a bit of like a two month buffer mm. because I had just seen so many people who literally like you know they break up with someone and, like, the next night they're sleeping at someone else's house. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Well, I always think about how, cause in, say, a straight relationship, I always feel like women are more likely to get emotional first and to bring those yeah. subjects up and yeah. to figure out, what are we doing? What's happening here? I feel like if you brought two guys together, those conversations would just totally. never happen. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely less emotion in the beginning um, because you're kind of... You're just... You're both guys. Generally in those kinds of instances, they're very physical interactions that you're having or very, you know, very sexual interactions that you're having with someone. So it's not like, oh yeah, let's have sex and then talk about how we're going to get married and have children and, and the rest of our lives. Because that's what we do. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really work that way. That's what I do after every sexual yeah. encounter. <laughs> um, yeah, but there is definitely less emotion to start off with. But then I will tell, like I will hand on heart say that there is as much, if not more, emotion in gay relationships than there are in straight relationships because gay guys can be very emotional. Really? <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I didn't want to get stereotypical, but that oh, no. is interesting. Yeah, totally. Because it's also gay guys are very dramatic by nature. And I've actually been reading a really interesting book at the moment called The Velvet Rage, which talks about the three stages that gay men go throughout their lives. And when you're in stage one and two, um, it, it's a lot about you're kind of you're making up for all of the um, shame that you've had your whole life about your sexuality. So you kind of you try to be super dramatic, su- you know, stand out more than anyone, like dress as gay as you can because you're trying to like make up for all this like shame that you feel. So generally, if you're if you're dating someone who's in like stage one or stage two of this kind of like evolution, they are hyper dramatic, hyper sensitive really like firecracker yeah right yeah, it ain't fun <laughs> yeah. not into that no so you've seen how Cassidy and I date <laughs> yes. I sure have oh. <laughs> what do we need to do what do we need to take on of the, the gay guy mentality I think and I've said this to both of you on many occasions and it's something that I've sort of adopted over the last six months is just the kind of like don't stress kind of rule like just go with the flow like I used to be the type of person who would literally analyze everything like, over analyze everything over analyze every text message why isn't he messaging me why is it taking him so long to message me like where is this going like oh it's day three this is supposed to happen by it's like fuck all of that leave it at the door and just go with the flow every every sort of date or um meeting that you you know if you're sort of regularly dating one person each time you meet them every interaction with them is like a clean slate just go with it enjoy it like enjoy enjoy it for what it is without working yourself up of what it could be mm. does that make any sense definitely i feel like yeah. i i think about things oh, way we all do yeah. too much we all do yeah and definitely and i think some great advice denny gave me recently was 
just go with it because even if this person is in your life for two months, if mm. they're in your life for two years, if they're in your life for 20 mm. years, like you've just got to roll with that and mm. each person adds something to your life in mm. some way. I feel like we need to call this the cosmotherapy session. No, yeah. okay, you just took the words out of my mouth because um, I, when I came out of my first relationship, I did a bit of therapy and I highly recommend it to everyone and I think that there's such a stigma about therapy that we really need to like kick. Um, but one of my, my therapists said something to me that I'll never forget and she basically said to me that your life is like a ruler. People come into your life and they might be one centimetre, five centimetres or 50 centimetres but they all make you grow and it's so true and it's so simple. So whether you've met a guy on the dance floor and he's just going to be a Saturday night pash or you're going to grow old with him just enjoy it and don't think too much about what it's going to be like just get go with the flow Mm. Mm. that's kind of like what you guys said so i don't know if you guys remember when i was in my stage of pseudo dating yes Mm. that is for those listening going on dates with guys just to make you forget about the date that you've just gone on that you act you actually want to date that guy (laughs) but you don't want to think about him so you line up all these other dates yeah just to fill the time really um and I quite enjoyed that nothing came from them, mm. but it it's was... just practice. It's yeah, just practice. Exactly. It's like a job. It's developing a skill. 100%. And dating is like the most fun way to actually like, because essentially when you go on, especially a first date, it is literally like a job interview. You're yeah, almost kind of like, you know, you try to put your best foot forward and like, you know, everyone knows that like on your first date, there's only so much you really learn about someone because it's like you you're showing all your best attributes or whatever. But I, I always just think that dates are like just the perfect excuse for learning to like actually like socially interact with other people, asking questions, answering questions. It's just, it's good practice. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then if you get a kiss out of it and maybe a little something more, bonus. <laughs> bonus. Totes. I did want to bring up the whole Tinder thing because mm-hmm. I feel like Grind has been around for years and years. Way longer. We did it first. It's like you guys kicked it off. We did, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Grinder. Okay, so Grinder. I remember my first interaction with Grinder was when I was living in London. Um, I was. It was like five-ish years ago, maybe, and it just started. Maybe it started like a year before, and I'd heard my friends talk about it. But I had at the time a BlackBerry, and you could only use it on iPhone. <laughs> yeah, the BlackBerry. I so Kim all, Kardashian. Yeah, I loved. I was all about the BlackBerry. Um, but so I remember my a gay friend of mine explaining the concept to me and I was like, what do you mean that you can literally turn this app on? It will show you where these guys are within a radius. And we just started calling it GPS for cock. Like that's, that's <laughs> all it is, right? So basically I remember being at a pub with a girlfriend and she was like, fuck this. I've got an iPhone. I'm going to make a profile for you. And like by the end of the night, you're going to get laid. And I was like, no way. This is never going to work. Surely enough, within two minutes, she had created me a profile. <laughs> within five minutes, I'd be talking. To, I'd t- I was speaking to three guys, oh my all of which were like within the radius of this pub that I was at. So they were all really conveniently close by. <laughs> and it was really weird to like start to decipher, like because you see their their photos, like because you can share a profile photo, or whatever. And then you'd ask them to like text you more photos because it's like. And some of them, by the way, don't even use their faces as their profile. It's like a, an ab what shot. What are they used? Any? What do they oh, use? Oh, there's the so many shots. penis shots. As <laughs> so many. Grinder. But all the ab, all the ab shots, all the like, the like the belfies, the bum selfies. It's the, oh the my gay god! Guys. They started the belfie gay guys too. Love a belfie. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm proud to say my my belfies have never seen the light of social media. Belfie free since 2003. Yes. Um, but yeah. Anyway, to make a very long story short. Within the hour, I was in a cab to North London 
to about to hook up with a guy purely from Grinder. Walked in, maybe we spoke for like ten minutes, had sex, and then I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna go. And I remember it was the first time I'd ever been like, wow, this was literally like ordering a pizza. <laughs> literally, it was like you just you order sex, and yeah. I was kind of like, mm, okay. And you know what? Like it works for some people and less for others. And it took me a little while to get my to wrap my head around. Because back then I was younger, much more naive and much more, let's say, romantic and emotional. And I was like, I wanted sex to mean something. Mm. But then uh, the older I've become, I've come to realize that actually you can quite enjoy the physical nature that is sex with another person. So I think Grindr and Tinder and all the other ones like Bumble and all those apps like serve a great purpose. It's essentially like being in a bar where you where you see all these guys in front of you, but like you don't have to be at the bar. Like it's on your phone. It's really no different. Do gay guys approach each other in bars? Because straight guys do not approach um, girls in bars anymore. It's more like gay guys approach each other on dance floors when they're drunk, and sometimes it's okay, li- yeah, and, and that's when it's like a look. Sometimes you don't even say <laughs> nothing. You literally you just look at one another, and you and like you both know we're all animals at the end of the day. You can feel when someone else is into you. You give each other the, the eyes, and then you just pull their waistband and start making out. <laughs> And I feel like I'm as well for gay time. guys, because you're going usually to a gay club, totally. everyone's there for the same reason kind of yes. thing. Whereas yeah. it's such a like head fuck in straight bars it's because totally. do they have girlfriends? Do mm-hmm. they have boyfriends? Yeah. Like who knows? Yeah, they yeah, could yeah. have anyone. That's so true actually. I found this great blog. It's a little old. It hasn't been updated in a while, but I was going to tell you, Kath, actually. Yeah. And so this woman has kind of noticed that there's sort of a man drought in the same aspect of like you go to a bar mm-hmm. who's taken who's single because no one's really talking to each other so she's going to all these bars in Sydney and asking all the guys there if they're single or taken and then kind of putting it all together statistically like, like percentages for each bar yeah so it's oh like at you know the townie in Newtown there's you know 30% guys were single the rest were taken and of the breakdown they were under 25 and then yeah (laughs) that's really clever so you can pinpoint where you need to head yeah Mm. yep do you know maybe they need it straight clubs I remember when I was 19 there used to be a club in Geelong my hometown Mm -hmm. um, that used to do this thing called Traffic Light Thursdays and Mm. you would go to Foreplay which was the name of the club (laughs) because it had four rooms And you, Thanks for clapping. Yeah, and you would get um, a red wristband if you were in a relationship, oh a green God. one if you were single, and an mm-hmm. amber one if you were. It's complicated, and literally, it was like a godsend for all these straight, horny people in this club because you could just look at someone and see if they were taken or that not. That is yeah. amazing. We I had that right? at uni. Best concept ever. We had what? that at uni traffic light parties. However, my boyfriend went in green. Oh, oh douchebag. Needless to say, we were not together. But then the following year, I thought, I'll show him. So I went just in black. And then he was in red. And I was like, yeah, sucker. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Apps, Tinder. I wanted to talk about that. What about how, like, relationships progress? Because mm-hmm. as Cassidy and I, I've spoken about, it's kind yeah. of like you got the first date, you yeah, might yeah, yeah. kiss, then it's three dates, and yeah. then you might have sex. It's very calculated. Um, I would definitely safely say that in the gay world, um, relationships move very quickly. Mm. You are you very much like, <clears throat> I mean, 
you know, I've, and I've had this conversation with both of you. Like, my first relationship, it was like six weeks, six or seven weeks in. It was like the album was dropped. We were boyfriends, done. My most recent relationship, it was like two weeks in. It was like confirmed, sealed the deal. And I don't know if it's this notion of the fact that it's like you're gay, so you have less options, especially when you're living in a place like Geelong. Sydney, I think, is quite different because people have much more casual sex and it's very different here but in a smaller town when you know that your options are limited it's like oh okay he's attractive this is going great i'm really liking him i'm gonna lock it down because otherwise i'm gonna be single forever kind of thing so it's like it rushes everything that's what we do but we just yeah maybe don't go so crazy about it yeah i feel like back in like in more like smaller towns things move very quickly but I think in general yeah gay guys are kind of it does move quite quickly it's kind of like but it's all it's different for everyone I think you know when things are taking like when things are getting to the next level you just know and I think that's for all relationships heterosexual or gay but yeah I would say that you kind of have to establish early on whether you're um exclusive to one another I think especially in Mm. gay relationships because lots of gay men are monogamous and that's totally fine so I just think you have to be really upfront and honest about it Mm. Um, which is interesting that the idea of monogamy is so much more black and white in straight relationships whereas in, in gay relationships like I know lots of people who are in open relationships and super happy and I sort of don't judge that because it's like you know if that works for you then that's great but I think that do you think it's because the marriage thing wasn't always available Maybe. maybe and I also think that it's as simple as the fact that like it's like you're dealing with men yeah who are traditionally like horny little rabbits right yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, and it's like they have this option of sleeping with all the as you say you go into a gay club there's gay men everywhere mm. it's like a buffet of gay men yeah so, you know take your pick kind of thing but I do think that at the core of it we're still all human mm-hmm. and we still all love the same way so yeah I think you do get to a point I think even you know lots of gay men get to a point where maybe they're a bit sick of the whole open thing and like being like just like sleeping with anyone because you do get everyone is is jealous by nature and everyone kind of is territorial so I don't know I think it's like a combination of the fact that yeah you you know we're not allowed to get married still in this country and also it's just men and sex so I think sometimes that does give you know people a bit of a loophole of like oh but it's just sex I'm in love with you kind of mm. thing. So I don't know how well that would ever work in straight relationships. Yeah, I don't think super well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> what about friendships when gay guys break up? Oh, it's very very common for gays to be friends with their exes. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. That that's one thing that I noticed very early on was like my first boyfriend his ex was he, both of his exes actually were part of our friendship group and like I know lots of people who are such good friends with their exes and I think that's fine like because but I think it's kind of like you both have to be in a in a removed a sort of state of mind where you know that you know it didn't work there's no hard feelings there's no resentment and you actually just want each other to be happy I don't think you I don't know if you can ever be, like, bezies or anything. I think that's kind of a bit odd. But, like, yeah, I think it can work. Mm. I just think it takes a bit of, like, maturity and honesty. But also, it also sometimes doesn't work. Sometimes you don't want to be friends with your ex, and that's okay. I also sometimes feel like people assume two gay guys that are friends automatically just have the hots and they just hook up and have sex all the time. That annoys me so much. (laughs) Because I have gay friends who I would never in a million years sleep with, but they're, like, my sisters. Yeah, It's, like... It's like the whole dumb cliche that straight men and 
straight women can't be friends. I was friends. about stupid. to say that. I have so that's, many guy friends. Oh my God, that's so, so stupid. Like, of course you can be friends. Because you get so much from your friendships and... Like, you know, everyone also is attract has a level of attraction. So if you're not attract you're not attracted to all your mates, like it's like I'm not attracted to all my straight friends. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but I feel like in both of those scenarios, there's always drunken nights where you can be attracted to anyone. I feel like it's that's the true. danger there. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I've had I'm, lots of gay friends who have accidentally hooked up with a really good friend of theirs that they would never touch normally. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's the only danger there, like with straight men and mm. women. No, definitely. I think that um, it's it's common and you do some, like, you know, a few bottles of wine in and you're like, oh, what do you know? Like, you're we're in bed together. Right but yeah, it's, I think that, uh, sure, to some degree, there is always the, the maybe... Um, opportunity that it might come up but I think that you know gay men can just be friends and I'm discovering of late that like gay like gay guys can be some of the most fun friends because you just have like such a great level of understanding each other and lots in common and yeah yeah definitely. it's a good time mm. I, feel like I also think every girl needs a gay friend oh, I was just about to say I feel like you are the perfect wingman Oh, and I need to take good. advantage of that more. Denny taking over your Tinder is a good time. <laughs> oh my God, I love taking over your Tinder. <laughs> I love taking over these girls' Tinder so much because you can't see them, but they're both really attractive blonde girls. So literally you just like swipe, 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 and it's like match, match, match. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God, is, is this what your life is like? I if wake only... up the next morning with like so many so matches. Many. I think we got like 90 matches one time. And you started talking to people, yeah. and I actually started dating someone that you started yeah. talking to. That's I the know. thing. That's okay. Point of the podcast: yeah. date like a gay guy. Date like a gay guy. Just swipe away. It's only a swipe. Yeah, Don't have true. so much. I feel like you girls have so much of a hang-up about swiping people on Tinder. If you don't like them, you can just fucking unmatch them. Just swipe <laughs> just away. Just block them. Totally, block them, unmatch them, whatever. Swipe away, message straight. Don't feel like you have to wait for them to message you. I know maybe that says something like I'm breaking a rule about feminism here, maybe. But it's like, just go and message them. Just be like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? You're allowed to be flirty. Like, embrace the flirt. Hmm. What about in a bar? How do I approach a guy in a bar? Okay, this is a little bit more difficult especially because most girls that I know feel like the guy should make the first move and I agree with that to a certain I degree I, I, I like a little bit of chivalry chivalry goes <laughs> a long way but I think it's like it's all about eye contact it's all about yeah making sure that he knows you're totally. open totally make to yourself that known if you see a hot guy at a bar well you, he's not going to spot you in a crowded bar if you're sitting in the corner booth so then get up and go to the bar and just accidentally brush yourself up against him <laughs> while you're ordering a drink or you know there's you know so many different things that you can you can do like if you like if there's a barman that you think is really cute <laughs> frequent that bar talk to the barman make shit happen like i just think that life is so short no apprehensions like and it's very easy for me to say this because i have you know we all have like self-esteem and like confidence issues but at the end of the day bite the bullet go up the worst they can say is no it's like anything in life it's true the worst they can say is no and then you just yeah. be like, mm, you just lost the best sex of your life. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a perfect place to wrap this up, guys. Good time. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining Thank me. Thank you for having me. Anytime. That was fun. <laughs> Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs>